This is Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast, episode number 207. Today, our special guests are Michelle Pena and Chris Pullman from Trinity Health, Grand Rapids. Michelle and Chris share their long-term journey with Missing Logic to grow polarity-intelligent leaders in their healthcare organization. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast. This is the only podcast that shows you how to leverage polarity intelligence, an essential competency for healthcare leaders and the missing logic in healthcare, so you can create healthy healing organizations and become a thriving, resilient, and unstoppable healthcare leader. We are your hosts, Tracy Christofferson and Michelle Troset. We've been best friends and colleagues for over 30 years. And during that time, we coached healthcare leaders across North America around how to create healthy healing organizations. Today, we coach healthcare leaders and leadership teams to live thriving, resilient, and balanced lives, combat burnout, and create the best places to give and receive care. This podcast is for the unsung hero of healthcare, the healthcare leader. We want you to know we see you and we'll be here for you each week. In this podcast, we're going to challenge healthcare's industry norms, flip limiting beliefs, and share proven strategies so you can be your best self at working at home, live and lead intentionally, and experience well-being and joy. We are glad you are here and look forward to sharing the journey with you. If you aren't totally convinced this podcast is for you, just listen to a few episodes and convince yourself. Welcome to Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast. This is Michelle. <laughs> and I'm Tracy. <laughs> We're pretty clear on who we are today. We are. We are. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I think we are in most days, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. I think I we think I think so. we got our identities down, our names down. Yep. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. And today we're together. Yeah. Together in the podcast studio and um, had a wonderful conversation with long term clients of ours who we absolutely love. Yeah. They're really um, incredible leaders, Mm -hmm. um, very intentional in how they are supporting their team of leaders. And um, and they're just great partners. Yes. Which we we love partnering with people. We're not like, one and done's. No, we're not. <laughs> we like long-term relationships and partnerships, and we like contributing to their objectives for supporting their leaders and what they're trying to achieve in their healthcare organization. And and they're just fun to be with and very warm. Yeah, very Lovely warm. We learn images. a lot. We learn. I mean, they learn from us, but we learn from them too. Oh, right? always. It's yep. a very symbiotic relationship. Yeah. And it's a, just a great interview about the work that they've been leading in their organization and engaging us in to help with. Yeah. So we are going to tell you our story today. Yeah. So let's have you meet Michelle and Chris. Michelle Pena is an accomplished executive nurse leader with extensive experience in healthcare operations and strategy. With over 30 years in the healthcare industry, Michelle has a proven track record of delivering exceptional results and driving positive change in complex healthcare environments. She currently serves as the chief nursing officer for Trinity Health Grand Rapids and Trinity Health Medical Group Grand Rapids. Michelle began her career as a registered nurse in the emergency department and intensive care unit. She then was promoted to several 
progressive leadership positions at Trinity Health Grand Rapids. She has experience in healthcare design, programmatic development, and innovative healthcare models. And here is Chris Pullman. Chris is the Administrative Clinical Services Director for Trinity Health Grand Rapids, who specializes in clinical services for the geriatric population and orthopedic services. She's been a nurse for 29 years with over 20 years of them in nursing leadership. Chris is also, she also has experience in programmatic development as well as leadership and high reliability, quality, and safety. Within her role as clinical services director, she has led the building and planning of the orthopedic trauma clinic, as well as the oversight of the total joint program at Trinity Health Grand Rapids. Her education includes a BSN and an MBA degree, as well as certification in Greenbelt Six Sigma, high reliability and executive leadership. So without further ado, here's our interview with Chris and Michelle. Welcome, Chris and Michelle, to Healthcare's Missing Logic Podcast. We are super excited to have you with us today. We're glad to be here. Yes, thanks for having us. We're excited to be here. Yeah, it's so much fun to do this with you. We, we yes. talk on the phone often or on Zoom, but it's really kind of mm-hmm. fun to have you be in this in this part of our world. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, you know, we have a lot of really amazing guests on our podcast, right? But it's super special to us to have uh, two leaders like yourselves that we've worked with over a long period of time. And, um, and, and we don't take our partnership or our shared purpose uh, lightly. And for our listeners, just so you have a little context of the work that we have done together uh, with Chris and Michelle in their organization, Grand Rapids, Trinity Health Grand Rapids, we're just going to share a little bit about what we've what we've been up to with these two incredible leaders and serving the managers in their organization. So our work really began pre-COVID, um, and we uh, facilitated a leadership retreat with the nurse managers, and um, they were having some challenges at the time as a team. And so we really helped them to look at those challenges through a polarity lens to did a full day retreat or two day retreat with them, really helping them to understand what polarities were and what polarity intelligence was and how to leverage that to, to address these challenges that they were facing and create a strategy um, to, to address that. Yeah. And then, um, to build on that foundational work we did with those managers, you know, in person, we then started working with them post pandemic and we kicked off a virtual nursing, um, thriving nursing leadership program where we worked with the managers to assess those organizational polarities that we had worked with them in the past. And we reassessed them to see how they were doing and if they were able to sustain their outcomes and they were. So we celebrated that. And then um, we also then embarked with them on helping them work with their work-life balance and resilience during the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. And now at the time of this recording, we're getting ready for another exciting yes. adventure, a year long initiative uh, for education and coaching to help a new set of leaders. So we've had some new leaders come into the organization in the uh, manager role, and these are emerging leaders. And so we're going to be helping them to develop uh, the polarity intelligence competency. And um, we're super excited to, to provide them with this amazing foundation as they evolve and grow in their leadership skills as managers. So that's kind of our side of the story. <laughs> so I'll open it up for to hear your voices and just um, 
just share whatever you feel you want to share around the highlights of this journey to date with us and, you know, between Missing Logic and Trinity Health Grand Rapids. And Michelle, let's start with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, you summed it up really nice, Tracy. I think, um, you know, going back in, uh, I've been the CNO here for um, almost four years. And in my previous role in your earlier um, work, I, I supported at, at a director level, you know, that manager team with that sort of um, objective of improving collaboration and teamwork. And then when I took the CNO role just six months before the pandemic, I mean, as we all know, I mean, there was just significant operational disruption. And I think managers, frontline managers in particular, you know, were in a very precarious position because the entire organization, the entire <laughs> entire healthcare world really was heads down, all hands on deck mode, just hyper-focused on patients and patient safety and frontline colleagues, um, safety and processes and, and you know, patients and, and frontline colleagues' well-being. Well, you know, managers of these clinical teams were just in this very unique position of ensuring, you know, right amount of staff, appropriate equipment, supporting patients and families, um, serving, honestly, as a counselor to their staff. And this went on for, this was not a short term, as we all know, this went on for, for a long period of time. And of course, in every industry, including healthcare, and we weren't immune to it, there were workforce disruptions. There were, we were seeing, you know, high turnover. And, and we started to see, you know, this wear on managers over um, a, a period of time. And, and so probably, you know, there wasn't as much focus, I feel like, um, on managers or leaders at this level, because we had so much to focus on at, at the front line. And so, you know, we recognized that this, and, and, and we did some intentional strategies internally to, to really figure out how we can support our leaders. Um, and we worked with a lot of our internal resources and spiritual care and some of our well-being resources that we had. Um, but I think that additionally, we wanted to focus on, you know, what can we do and what can we focus um, on for our leaders to just really position them well for all of these issues and challenges. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that's where, um, you know, I reached out in the middle of the pandemic to say, hey, what what can we do? Um, you know, building on. Uh, some of the earlier work, mm -hmm. but also recognizing we have, we do have some new leaders and sort of a new team forming. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, any thoughts you'd like to share? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I, I'm grateful for Michelle is like, I came in during the pandemic um, as a new leader and not in a manager role, but as the director role. And when she was talking about this, I was like, you know, is there any way that I could be supportive, but also included, um, you know, because we were still in the hospital, we were still very separated as a leadership group. And I didn't really know a lot of the managers mm. and vice versa. So 
it was an opportunity for us to come together and a little bit of vulnerability because we didn't know each other and a little bit of safety from that perspective too. So that we could really say like, um, how are we doing? How has it gone in the past? But where do we want to go in the future? And I was right alongside with them and they accepted me in that role of saying, Hey, we don't know really who you are either. Um, so it was a huge opportunity. Um, I think it went well with that partnership and it was also, I think I was able to provide more of a 30,000 foot view mm-hmm. of a leadership level in healthcare because I have that in my background. I just didn't have it here at Trinity. Yeah. And I think that gave us some perspective, but yet the manager able to share, Hey, this is how we're feeling, or this is how it's working for here. And um, they were able to guide me as well. So I learned a lot, just as much from them, if not more than they did from me. Um, So I thought if there's any advice of others watching this, it would be that, right? To make sure you know who your audience is and who you're selecting to be a part of this so you can gain the most from it. And um, it it was very helpful for them to participate in that and then really learn from that. And, it, and it's not just about how to survive in healthcare. It's how to survive with yourself. Yeah. Yes. There's a lot of self-care in that. Yeah. And um, it was very obvious to me that um, we don't take care of ourselves very well in healthcare. Um, we take care of others. Mm-hmm. And that's how we're trained and educated. And this program helped us to become more aware of that and put action plans around yeah. it. Yeah, they did a lot yeah, of great work. They did. They did. <laughs> well, I think, too, it demonstrated, you know, a couple of things. It demonstrated the importance of the partnership between different levels of leadership, which we know is really important in healthcare. And I think your presence with them every week when we met with them virtually, and then to your point, too, you being new, it, it helped you really form strong partnerships with them over yeah. time. Um, and then you were a great link to Michelle through the whole process too, who really did bring right. us in. So I, it was a really great model for all of us, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it worked really well. It did. It did. And we got to know you, Chris. <laughs> yeah, that was, and, and vice versa. It's been a great experience. Yeah. yeah so uh, building on that, And as we shared in the beginning, we're going to be now moving forward, and there has been a lot of leadership turnover, not only at Trinity Health, but across the nation, right? There's a lot of of people that have left positions now, kind of the whole baby boomers era is moving out. People are making different choices, and we have this whole group of new emerging leaders that are coming in. And so we just wanted to hear what you're most excited about in supporting and investing in these new emerging leaders by helping them to develop. Up, this core competency and polarity intelligence, which is really having that polarity mindset, seeing the both and in different situations in their leadership roles and the work environment, and having healthy relationships with each other and being able to have meaningful conversations as well. So again, Michelle, we'll start with you first about what you're most excited about in supporting this, this next investment in your leaders. Yeah, you know, I gave some thought. Um, I, I think what excites excited me about the possibility and, and actually still excites me is uh, about our, our frontline um, managers having a core competency in polarity intelligence is that when thinking about just their environment and, and it really, I think that having that core competency really enables them to sort of navigate the inherent 
tensions and contradictions that really face them every day, pandemic or no pandemic, just the nature of that role. And it also promotes, uh, I think, adaptability and resilience in the face of, of constant change and ambiguity. Again, their daily life. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's every day, really. Um, and so I think that that really helps them with the skills um, to recognize and manage, manage really the paradoxes um, and balancing the competing demands um, and, and really trying to find creative solutions, um, you know, in their day-to-day work. So I think ultimately, you know, having that as a core competency as a, as a, either an existing leader or, um, a seasoned leader or a new leader really, um, will help the leaders thrive and, and build their own resilience. I think that's really, I think that's really important because it is about getting to them to the place where they can thrive and you can get so beaten down, right? And so worn out by all of the things that you just mentioned, right? The competing priorities, the ambiguity, the never ending change. And it's just, it's a day to day to day experience for them. And one of the things that we've been learning a lot about are these micro stressors and every single little incident, right, that they have to manage, that they have to work through can be a stressor on them that can kind of build up and build up. And so really looking at things through a new lens, taking a different perspective, being able to think about it differently and manage it differently can help reduce that stress on them, I think. Yeah, I think so too. I actually just today walked into my office and I had a note from uh, from a manager, a thank you note actually about um, thank you for investing in us. And and she writes in there, um, I've been drinking from an empty cup lately, oh, yeah. and this is what I need. And so uh-huh. I thought I thought that was um, that was great. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, That's awesome. Chris, what are your thoughts? Gosh, there's so many, but I know with the polarities, it's, um, if we recall, Michelle and I were talking about that, um, for both of the times that we took the polarity assessment and with a little bit of different groups, it still had that common theme of like structure and flexibility. And now that we have another group that's kind of like half new, half senior, Mm -hmm. like experienced, I'd be curious to see what happens with that, but it gives us the the polarities give us that structure around it. So when we say no pun intended, structure and flexibility, <laughs> um, I think that's going to become key for us. But also I think I'm excited about moving forward of how can we as directors also support and um, leverage that. So I think that we started to do that. And I think we have even more opportunity to do that with our managers. So when we meet with them, not to bring it up every week, but maybe once a month and pull that out and say, okay, in structure and flexibility in your polarities, where are your strengths and weaknesses? Where would, how can we help Mm -hmm. to leverage that and, and help you with the self-care piece of it as well? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it would help us in prioritizing our strategies, but also when Michelle talks about like thriving to take care of themselves too, because the energy of this group is amazing. Mm. 
But then you could say, well, the energy of this group could be alarming because they want to do it all uh, yes. because they have so much energy. So I think the polarities will help us to manage that and pace it so that um, we can get things done in a successful way without overwhelming them. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I'm so glad that you brought up the polarity assessment, Chris, because that's the other awesome piece about this is you actually can measure the tensions that you're mm-hmm. experiencing. And then that will help you make different strategic decisions as leaders. Yeah. Well, it gives you great right. insight, right? Mm-hmm. Into what you're not only experiencing individually, but what you experience collectively. And that can look different, right? It can look how it shows up yeah. within the group can look very different than how it shows up or how you might be experiencing it yourself. So it just gives you a bigger, broader picture of, uh, and the strategy to move it to where you want it to be. Right. Yeah. So to your point, yes. what's working, what's not working, where do we need to course correct? How do we prioritize? If this is, if this is a polarity that we're not managing well, how do we prioritize those action steps to get it to that place where we're moving closer to the, to the purpose of leveraging that polarity? So it'll give you as directors as well, like great insights, right? Into what's, what's mm-hmm. being experienced mm-hmm. by the managers and what that reality it's kind of like, I always like, it's like putting your finger on the pulse, right? And getting that picture yes. of reality as it's experienced by different individuals. So that's a big part of it. Now, one of the core components of polarity intelligence is having strong, healthy partnerships and relationships, right? And we know, mm-hmm. Michelle, you've developed a lot of strong and healthy relationships, both locally in your organization and then really on a more national level, you know, a global level, system level. And we just want to highlight that and that the partnership yeah. that you've ex- you established with Chris specifically, right? And really engaging her and helping her to be that liaison with the manager team, um, you know, Mm -hmm. to kind of bridge that, the differences between the director level and the manager level and really be that liaison, developing a stronger connection. Um, And Chris, you've just, you know, had such a strong commitment to being there and supporting and learning um, and partnering with the manager. Mm -hmm. So so, Chris, can you speak a little bit from your heart? Um, we'll start with you, just kind of about what this has meant for you in that partnering relationship, not only with each other, but even with the managers. Like, what does that mean for you? Yeah, we kind of spoke to that in the, that first question, but it, for me, it means the investment, right? We're we're investing in people, yeah. and this is a very people focused profession. Um, so for me, what I value with that is, um, Michelle is just so open-minded to, oh yeah, let's try that. Cause we like, we didn't, I don't know if we had directors in it in the past. It might've been just like the manager group. So it was just thinking outside the box and trying to see the things that we could do differently. And then as we progressed and we got more comfortable with each other within the manager group, what I valued was, um, that vulnerability that we talked about and, um, that we said, you know, what happens in the room stays in the room. And I think that is a benefit of having Tracy and Michelle as you as part of this group, because otherwise you're you're meeting with the same people all the time. And I think meeting with people from the outside and giving that perspective from other organizations that you've worked with, I think that was super helpful mm-hmm. because they're like, oh, I think we aren't as, as stressed as we thought. Like, I think there are other people that are experiencing the same things mm-hmm. and and what does that look like? So I value that piece of it where it's not 
just like Trinity Health Grand Rapids. You know, it's giving us that more global picture. And then adding the polarity with it is being that that this is it takes the subjectivity out of it and puts objectiveness to it so that we can have that structure around it. So I do value that. Um, and then also to share with the, my directors because they aren't part of it and to do a little teaching with them because then it's like, wait, did I, did I learn this? Can I teach it back? Ah. And uh, we had a little bit of that too, so that it's not limited to say, well, if you're not in the group, you're not part of the group. Um, so this isn't something you hoard. This is something you share because yes. it just leverages other teams that are not involved with it. Oh, yeah. Cause we have other clinical areas too. If you think about it, that aren't just nursing mm-hmm. that we are very tight with radiology and pharmacy. And, you know, that's where we share that to say, if, if that's something that we're struggling with in a polarity assessment, how do we bring that in and partner better with other departments? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's really great. And and then, Michelle, maybe just speak to your partnership with Chris, right? And bringing this all together to serve the managers and to serve that shared purpose that you have um, to have a resilient team, a polarity intelligent team. Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, I'm thrilled to have a partner in Chris and that she was, you know, um, willing and able and enthusiastic. Um she she was a new leader to us at the time, but certainly, as she mentioned, not a new leader in healthcare. And, you know, Chris just, I know you guys know this, but she just has a very calm, logical, you know, level-headed sort of demeanor. And she leads with compassion, but is highly accountable. And, you know, I asked her to partner um, because, because of those characteristics, but also she didn't have a lot of history with us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's good. And uh, I think good for her as she was onboarding as a new leader to really mm-hmm. integrate with our manager team. Um, but also, um, you know, for for that objectivity. And um, and so I think it, it was really a nice, a nice partnership. And I feel like, you know, that that an increase in the knowledge and competency of polarity intelligence. I mean, the whole goal is, is how do we become better leaders for the people we serve? Because every day, you know, we wake up and say, you know, we have patients to serve and we have our colleagues to serve. And, um, and, and that, you know, takes, that takes education and that takes, you know, um, new knowledge and in new partnerships. So mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, Chris is just, was a, was a great fit. And, and I, I really enjoy our partnership in this space. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we think she's a great fit too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think. I'm blushing. And then, and then, uh, <laughs> and then uh, just role modeling that you're just, it's role modeling it for others too. the importance of those relationships mm-hmm. and those partnerships. Yeah. Well, um, I, I think it was a really important move. Yeah. On your part to partner Chris mm-hmm. with the managers, because, you know, oftentimes you feel like, well, the directors don't understand what we're facing here, right? Like you get that kind of we, they kind of a thing happening, right? And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, to Chris's point too, she was able to bring the the 30,000 foot view, the director perspective and marry that with the perspective Mm -hmm. of the managers, like, right? So it's a both and, the both perspectives exist. It's not either or, but it's how can we... um, 
influence each other's perspective, right? To have that whole perspective, not just my perspective or your perspective. So I think it went a long way to helping the managers understand the bigger picture and manage Mm -hmm. their picture, right? And and manage what Mm -hmm. they were facing. And that you were learning right along with them. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, well, you know, I'm at a different level and I know more than you. That's what another beautiful part about it is it's that learning together, Mm -hmm. right? So it was, it was really, it was really great. It was awesome. Well, we cannot close our time together without celebrating that Trinity Health Grand Rapids was just awarded their magnet designation by the American Nurses Credentialing Center for the third time. Yay! (laughs) Yes, it is very exciting. And really, it's such an accomplishment to your team, and especially during the pandemic, right? When you had all these unprecedented challenges that you started out with, Michelle, and that um, you still were able to achieve magnet designation. And we were honored. We just want you to know we were so honored to be asked to participate in your community partners portion um, Mm -hmm. for the second time, actually, because of our long-term partnership. So thank you for that. And we thought it would be really great to um, share with our listeners the importance of having outside community support as part of your magnet designation. And, um, you know, how do you think that our collaboration helped you achieve that? Oh, well, first of all, thank you both for being a part of, of that magnet um, survey and, and process. Um, your participation was was um, so amazing. And you guys did such a nice job um, when we had that community um, partners meeting. Um, so thank you again. And um, I think it's important to know for the listeners that the support of the external co- uh, community really p- plays a crucial role in actually meeting um, the rigorous magnet standards, right? It is a a distinction, uh, the highest in nursing excellence. And while it is focused on nursing, it it really speaks to the organization's commitment to interdisciplinary collaboration and community collaboration and connection. So, you know, the community support um, and participation really lends credibility um, and, and endorsement and really validates um, the, the widespread impact of, of not only the magnet standards, but the, of the organization on the community. Um, and in those community partnerships are key uh, to, uh, to meeting some of those magnet standards. So, so thank you again. Well, you're thank so welcome. you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, we're just blessed to be, to actually be in the community, right? <laughs> we are. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Wow, it's just been wonderful to to talk about our story together and yes. the work that you're doing. And, um, and so now it's time for the missing questions. So you've, <laughs> don't worry about it. It's all good. It's all good. So, you know, we talk a lot. Tell the listeners, we have no idea what these questions are. (laughs) That's right. These are surprise questions, (laughs) but we keep them simple and fun. They're not too difficult. Um, And it's just a way for our listeners to get to know you as individuals versus just the work you do as great leaders and role models in your organization. So we're going to kind of get to know the personal side of Chris and Michelle a little bit. (laughs) 
<laughs> so the first thing we're going to ask you is what do each of you do to relax or unwind? Since we know that self-care and rejuvenation is important to all leaders right now. So let's start with Chris. Chris, what do you do to relax or just unwind? Well, especially this time of year, because we finally have some decent weather, but uh, we live on a small like man-made lake. So um, we purposely purchased that house for that to say, when we leave work, we leave work. And um, with my husband and Ron and myself, like we sit out in the back every night as much as we can, just to just say, how'd the day go? What does that look like? And that's my go-to. But honestly, my other secret is to read a book and not on my phone, not on my Kindle, but like to have like a real book, <laughs> that smell of a book. And um, I try to do that as much as I can because it's a relief mm. for me. Oh, that's mm. wonderful. Yeah. All right, Michelle, your turn. Yeah, mine's actually pretty similar. We have a um, we have a, a cottage up way up north Michigan, and uh, so it's actually about a three hour drive. And um, mm-hmm. especially in the summer, we go there a lot. And it's on a on a smaller lake, but um, we kayak, we boat, mm-hmm. uh, we spend a lot of time outside. And really, um, I think. I think there's nothing more beautiful than summer in Michigan. Yes. It's it's very yes. small window of time, but <laughs> true. but um, true. We, so we look forward to that. And then in when it's not so uh, pleasant um, in terms of weather, you know, we do. I love always planning our next travel adventure, even, you know, even if it's months away, I'm researching, you know, uh, where to go, what restaurants to go to, what do we need to do? I just get so much joy out of thinking about traveling, um, and we try to do that as as much as possible. Oh, that awesome! That's yes, awesome. there is nothing like summer in Michigan. I just got back to Michigan this week. I'm happy to be here. Can't wait to get to my lake house and sit on my deck <laughs> yeah. and look at the lake right. and enjoy it. So I'm with you there. I'm and she's you. been hearing me complain about the weather all winter. <laughs> well, and I was in California all winter. And you would think that would be great, right, Sonny? Oh, no, it snowed. No, no. It was rainy. There were floods. Rainy. It was awful. Yeah. It was like a real winter in California this year. Like they would typically haven't haven't had for many years right so i'm like i'm with you i'm ready to be here in michigan and enjoy some sunshine Agree. all right now this one here now this one you're a book reader so this should be easy chris okay oh no all right if you if you could write a book about your life what would the title be Give you a second to think about that. Don't overthink it. <laughs> Michelle, you can go first. Well, I was just thinking, um, I probably would title it. This is a good question. This is a good question. The incidental nurse. Oh. And the, the reason is um, my path into nursing was um, not typical. And I actually... Uh, wanted to go into nursing. Um, I had a pretty strong desire. um, And I remember meeting with um, a counselor at the university. And um, he told me emphatically, there is no way that you um, will get into a nursing program. Um, 
your science scores are not high enough and um, you're not, you, you, my daughter was valedictorian and she flunked out of nursing school and you really should not go into nursing. And I thought, hmm, okay. So I really thought it was off the table for me. And um, I spent several years of pursuing, which is, this is actually kind of funny, a biology teaching degree because I went into biology and, and science because he told me that my science scores weren't strong enough. And, um, and so I did that and I, and I was uh, planning on being a, a teacher. And um, I had my tonsils out when I was uh, 21 years old. And I remember watching the pre-op nurses, the post-op nurses, and I thought, doggone it, no. I want to be a nurse <laughs> and I'm going to be a nurse. <laughs> and uh, I uh, told my parents after four years of college, I want to go to nursing school now. And they were great champs and they were like, absolutely, you can do this. And, um, and, and, you know, applied to nursing school, got in and in, you know, so it just took me a little bit of time. Um, but I did let that one person, you know, really influence, influence me. And so maybe it's not the incidental nurse. I don't know, but it really, um, I just didn't have that, that pathway that really was very clear at the beginning. And it, it just took some time for me to, to get there. So, um, and sometimes I just want to go back to that to that counselor and just yeah, <laughs> can we talk? Yeah, I want to give you an update on my career. Yeah, let is me it, let me it... show you who I am now. Oh, that's so <laughs> funny. <laughs> the, what I'm, a great story. I'm laughing because my my story was I had a counselor pull me out of a classroom and tell me I should be a nurse, and my first words were I don't want to be a nurse. <laughs> 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 and then. I actually got into a high school co-op program. And when I saw what nurses did, like you, Michelle, I was just blown away. And I'm like, of course, this is my path. So it's such a great. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Chris, you've had enough time to think about it now. I don't know. I was so engaged with her story. I was like, oh, I got to do that. I have to answer this. Um, I I would probably say um, life is a highway dot 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 with potholes. Oh, I like it. <laughs> I like it. I do too. <laughs> I love it. And that would be my journey of just resilience and yeah. how you overcome life because everyone, nobody's life is perfect. Well, there's no perfection. No such thing. No, no nope. such thing. Nope. No, but it'd be a fun book because I would be very humorous of how you overcome yes. some of the craziness of your life. Exactly. I, yeah. I think it's you should write that book. Yeah, I think you should. That'll then we can hold next. it. Maybe I will. We can hold it in our hands and read yes. it. Yes. <laughs> the real. Yes. The real. Yes, book. I'll do it and send you the actual book. Yes. Yeah. Oh, All right. That sounds like a plan. That's awesome. That's All awesome. right. So now it is time for our final wrap-up question. And, you know, as you two know, obviously, we teach healthcare leaders about polarity intelligence. And <laughs> we are very passionate about bringing that both and perspective into healthcare. Mm -hmm. We think it's so needed. And for people to recognize that sometimes things that appear opposite aren't necessarily opposite. They're interdependent and they need each other so they can achieve a greater mm -hmm. purpose. So we like to share a polarity at the end of our episodes and um, have you think about your preference poll because one a, a principle about, about polarities, excuse me, is that everyone tends to have a 
preference poll. So I'm going to share polarity, and I want each of you to reflect on it for a little bit and uh, say your preference poll. So the polarity we're going to share is being and doing. Michelle, what's your preference poll? Doing. Okay. Mine's the same. I was going to say, yeah, it's doing. And that's not uncommon in healthcare leaders, by oh, the no. way. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, I think it's that, is it parallel with like OCD or, I mean, I just, I just think it's like ingrained in us. Like we just get, go do, like go do yeah, it. That's right. Well, it is, right? Like you're, you, you, as a healthcare professional, right? You're just, you're there for the patient and it's do whatever it takes, right? So you're always doing, doing, doing. What's the next thing I need to do for this person? Yeah. And then as a leader, same thing, right? It's like, what needs to be done? Let's do it. Let's lead it. Let's make it happen. And you just kind of get in that doing. And I think, I think it, these professions tend to attract doers, right? Yep. Um, And then, but what we don't always realize Mm -hmm. is the interdependence with the being and it's yeah. the being that helps us become that leader. It's the connecting to yourself, connecting to whatever the source is for yourself on a spiritual level, right? To that aspect of quiet time to, to really right. think about what's next to be creative, right? It's the combination of the two. Um, and you know, we tend to lean a little bit more in the doing. So sometimes a little more being helps yes. us to, to be a better doer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then when you realize that, it helps you course correct and put yeah. action steps in place for the being aspects yeah. as well. So, yeah. And I think what yeah. you're doing, too, with just this whole program, yeah. they're going to be doing, but we're going to be giving them time to be as yes. well, to connect, yes. to reflect, yeah. right? To think about how they're mm-hmm. showing up and what their actions need to be, but also in a very thoughtful and intentional way. So it's kind of really the mirroring of both of those as they become more polarity intelligent um, as well. So, yeah. Well, thank you for an amazing interview. We always love being with the two of you and we have high regards for you as leaders. So we appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your journey and stories with our listeners and uh, we can't wait till this airs. Yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Yeah. Is there any yeah. um, any closing remarks or advice that you'd like to give our listeners before we wrap it up? You know, um, I, I would just say, you know, even though I, um, uh, you know, have been a leader in this space in terms of um, being a leader for a long time and recognizing that um, our leaders still need to develop. I learn so much by being a, a, a sponsor, if you will, and really hearing about the outcomes in the journey. And so um, while I may not be involved in all of it, I still learn. And I, I think that by proxy, then I become a better leader mm. for my team. Yeah. Awesome. Chris, anything you want yeah, to share? Yeah, I think it's the same for me as like Michelle referenced in the beginning to get a thank you card that says, thank you for investing in me. I mean, that's, that's huge yeah. because it is, it is saying they are doing the being part of the doing, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're stopping and pausing and saying, wait, 
the organization's investing in me and I'm learning and I'm becoming a, a better leader, a more influential leader. Um, and I, I give credit to you guys for doing that. So I thank Michelle for investing in us as well and doing this program. But I also, you know, for you, Michelle and Tracy, just thanks for making it fun <laughs> while we're doing it. Because you can learn polarity and that could, you know, you have to have fun doing yeah. that because there is a concept of there that you have to absorb and and learn. Yeah in order to leverage it and make it successful. So you guys help us to do that. So I would say if anyone's listening, um, 100% worth it. No regrets. It's been a great, a great program. And I'm super grateful to be a part of it. Uh, thank you so Thanks. much, Chris and Michelle. And for our listeners, we just always appreciate you being here, listening, watching us on our YouTube channel. And um, stay safe and healthy. And we will see you on our next episode. enjoyed this episode of Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast, now a top-rated podcast for healthcare leaders. Please share this podcast with other healthcare leaders and anyone else you think would benefit. We are certain that if you found value in it, they will too. If you haven't already done so, please hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any episodes. And also, it would mean the world to us if you took a quick moment to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast player. It helps to get the word out about our podcast and incredible guests. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel if you want to watch our podcasts. You can also follow us on our Missing Logic social media channels, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Until next time.